Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Wagon. Welcome to the show. I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. I'm the guy named Aristotle, and you're going to get full throttled by me. And I don't mean that with a flogger. I just mean, you know, uh, this is a stream of consciousness show. We talk about movies, talk about entertainment, we talk about things in the news, talk about controversial subjects. And, uh, you know, thanks for being here for it. Uh, I do like talking to you about it, so feel free to comment, feel free to subscribe, jump in the chat. Do all the things. There's a Discord you can join if you want to uh, subscribe on Twitch. That'll allow you to join the Discord. Also, if you subscribe on Patreon and pledge like a, you know, what, a dollar a month. That's like, uh, you could buy like a coffee and a half at Starbucks for that in a year. One, just think about how many coffees you buy. Just think about how many coffees you buy. I'm talking to you, Kevin. I see you. Uh, anyway... Don't drink too much coffee. Actually, who am I to say that? I'm Aristotle Full Throttle. Thank you for joining me. Oh, boy, oh, boy, did you guys see that today? I hope that you are wearing your uh, L cap, your loser cap, because today is Confederate Memorial Day, which is for racist losers. I don't know if you're a Confederate. Hey, you Raccoon Raiders, welcome to the show. Uh, (laughs) Confederate Memorial Day, the day we celebrate... Racist losers. South Carolina today shut down. To, it's a day off in South Carolina. They're still holding on to that L. They lost. You guys lost. You done lost. You got nothing. You suck. You're racist. And you lost. But how I really feel is... Um, you just forget about it. It's like, I don't know. That would be like... This is what it would be like. If Germany had a... Hitler Day. If Germany said, if there was a province, I don't know how Germany is divided up, but whatever. If they just said, uh, yeah, today is Nazi Memorial Day. This is the day where we celebrate uh, the loss of the Nazis. It is the same. It is equivalent. This is analogous. Come on now. What are we doing here in America? People say, oh, racism, you know, that's a thing of the past. And I say, well, look at last Friday. What are you talking about, last Friday? Because on my show, there was a racist we called. We could probably call them later on today. I'm not going to start the show off with them. But, um, you know, that person, eh, I'm sure they're celebrating. They're jumping up and down for joy. Again, I think it's hilarious when people say, oh, you know, uh, you know, this is generally, I guess, a white guy syndrome. You know, an existential threat. The guys who are racists, for instance. I'm not talking about every white guy. I feel like sometimes the people who get really defensive when you mention that are the, the ones that they know they're guilty. They got the guilt. <laughs> they got the guilt about it. They're like, wait, he's talking about me, isn't he? Maybe, probably, I'm talking about you. If you think I am. But a lot of white guys are like, yeah, we're the master race. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you got you got mustard on your shirt, you know. Is Say that again, louder, neckbeard, what? Those are the guys, those are specifically the guys I'm talking about. You know, everybody else can just uh, be peaceful and, and loving and, and enjoy life uh, and, and live in harmony with others. How hard is that? I feel like it's harder. This is not an ad for Diet Coke. I'm going to take the label off this because they're not paying me yet. 
I'm going to get a billion dollars from Diet Coke. You know, when 50 Cent bought vitamin water, he bought 20% of vitamin water in, I don't know, 2000-something, in the 2000s. 50 Cent. You know, 50 Cent. The guy who's, it's your birthday. We're going to drink Bacardi like it's your birthday. But that's, that's gross. Don't drink Bacardi. So he bought 20% of vitamin water back in the day. And then about 10 years ago or so, Coca-Cola said, hey, I'll take that vitamin water for $1 billion. Which made 50 Cent instantly a $200 million heir. So... Good for you, 50 Cent. You've done good. You've done good. You went from 50 Cent to $200 million. Which is just a show. Goes to show. This show, one day, I own, I think this is point zero 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 one percent of Coca-Cola right here. Hey, Ange, how you doing? Look at me. I'm in New York now. I'm over here now. Let's try to catch me. I'd play your intro, but I got to load all that stuff into here, and I haven't really had a time to just sort of sit and work on the show, uh, but this is the new format. I'll do stand-up over here. Look at this guy. Hey, sir, where are you from? Nice hat. Is this your, is this your partner? Mm, you guys are, look great. You're a beautiful couple. See? I don't know. I think you're supposed to roast the audience. Hey, Ange, what are you doing there? Are you eating a beignet? Where are you from? Louisiana? You're from, uh, you're from New Orleans? Uh-huh. How about that accent? Yeah, you guys have an accent. It's it's delightful. It's wonderful. I just com- I just compliment the audience. Are you French? Are you a little bit French? You like French? You know the guy who invented French. He was just trying to clear his throat. Turned out to be a whole language. French is is good. Hey, Ange, have you ever been to France? Because I would. Because I've seen London, and I've seen France. Both. I've been to both. Um, try to stay in focus here. I'm over here now. Uh, I'm here on Long Island for not the best reasons, but hopefully my presence and, and my, you know what I'm trying to accomplish, what we're trying to accomplish here, is successful. We're hope we're hoping you know it's gonna be good. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna be okay. This is this because that's the plan. Um, resemble you resemble that remark says Ange. I have not been to France says Ange. Well, I suppose you suppose you can go check it out. You basically been to the French Quarter. That's good enough. You had French quarters. What is it? Who's on the French Quarter? Pepe Le Pew. How does that work? I don't understand French money. What are they? They have pesos? Oh, francs. Franc. The French franc. They, don't they have francs, I think, there? They do. Except they have euros, really. Listen, the guy, Macron, the president of France, is the president of the world, in my opinion. That guy is educated. He's interesting. He's smart. He's got the right idea. He's technically, in my opinion, the leader of the free world currently. Biden is the... Uh, can we get this guy some applesauce, please? He seems to be... Uh, we Listen, Biden. I don't know. The, the, the guy, he's still with it. He's still with it. He's just, uh, you know, we got to keep an eye on him, you know? Somebody check his pulse right now. 
He seems to be, uh, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Hopefully he can make it. People are like, he's going to do four more years. I'm like, hopefully he can do the next four days. This guy, Biden, you know, he's old. He's an old man is what I'm saying. It's okay. Can you be ageist anymore? Can you make fun of old people? We all get old. That's one thing we could do together and not make fun of. So can't we make fun of old people or is that ageist? I'm not making fun of old people. I'm gonna be old one day. I'm pretty. I'm pretty old right now. So, you know, got a little crick in my neck. Got to do some stretches before I get out of bed. It's uh, it's old. And says the French Quarter is hardly French after it was rebuilt by the Spanish. Now, Ange, today, Electus. Interesting. I didn't know the French Quarter was so Spanish. Abla Francais. You know what? Today is, and I hope you're celebrating, Ange, in the best way possible. Today is Confederate Memorial Day. It's actually a holiday in South Carolina where racists abound. You know, I was in South Carolina. A lot of funny things happened there. One time I was there, and uh, I I was on tour with my rock band back in the day, and we were in Columbia, South Carolina, which is the capital. And uh, we were just driving down the road, and I said, stop, 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 stop the van. Stop the van. And they're like, what? I'm like, I got to get out and take a picture. I, I got to find this picture. Um, we stopped by the Capitol building of South Carolina, in South Carolina, the Capitol building in the capital of South Carolina. And above were, were uh, I believe, two flags flying, the American flag and the Confederate flag. So I jumped out. And I think that's the state flag. So it was like the state flag, the Confederate flag and the American flag. So I jumped out of the car and I got a picture of me like this. In front of that building, and uh, you see the Confederate flag flying behind me because I was like, "Ain't that racist? How about that racism right out there in the open? You gotta love it, right? You gotta get, gotta get a picture. I'm just touring racism. I'm just visiting. <laughs> I wish, I wish I was just visiting, passing through racism. The funny thing about that is, is this, you know, it's just casual racism. People are like, oh, it's the Confederacy. It's not racist. It's like, yeah, it was racist. That's the whole point of its existence. That was the only reason it wanted to... St- the the existential threat against uh, the Confederacy was the fact that uh, they could not own human beings anymore. And they were mad about that. They said, but how will we get away with free labor? <laughs> People were like, it was about the economy. I'm like, well, it was about free labor. That's what it was about. And uh, you lost. You lost that. Because, you know, turns out, not good. Nobody wants to be to to allow people to own other humans. It seems to be a, a faux pas to, to re-invoke French. And says, yeah, the rebel flag is, quote, normal in the South. <sighs> yeah, Southern racism. You gotta love it. One of the best things that happened that day, I think it was, it was the greatest thing. I, I talk about sometimes I talk about my singer and how much of a of a a dingus he is of a, as a human being, kind of a dopey guy. Listen, I I will make no bones about it. I will pull no punches. I have tons of evidentiary stories that prove that uh, this guy was just a, a menace to society, uh, to himself and the band. He was his own worst enemy. He was a saboteur, a self saboteur, and also by nature a collective self-saboteur a very 
very unhealthy, very toxic human being to be around. Don't ever be around him if you can't help it, or don't ever get involved beyond, like, say, uh, could I take your order? Um, or, like, you know, get out of here, punk. But the funniest thing I ever heard him say, because he he's not a very funny guy, look, I will make fun of him. I don't care. I got a personal beef. I'm allowed. He's a... He's, he's he's not a funny guy. For instance, he's not very funny. Like, I would say something funny amongst people, and then he would observe all of the people laughing around me. It's, I feel like it's a, he's got a disability uh, in that sense. He would see that people around me would go, ha, 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 funny joke. And then 10 minutes later, we would be around a, a new, another group of people, like, say, at a venue or something, and then he would say the joke that I just said. He would say the thing that I just said, and then people would laugh, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so funny, because I just said that, and you saw people, I would, I would point it out. I have no shortage of jokes that, you know, it's just, it's just part of conversation. You just, you converse, you use what's in the moment, you talk, you joke, you have a good time. But this person, in, in, unable, unable. However, this one time, this was the one time I heard, ever heard him say something funny. One time ever. This is the one time, yeah, as you feel my pain, right? You know those people, right? Where you say something funny, and then they say the funny thing five minutes later to try to glom that attention and feel special. You know, on one on one hand, Ange, I felt like I was doing a service for someone who had a, a, a deficiency, a, a humor deficiency. I was saying, hey, uh, allow me to be your crutch. <laughs> it's sad it's a pathetic thing to why to witness isn't it you're like ooh, that's sad i feel bad for you but this is the one funny thing he said he said this one time we were sitting at a red light and uh <laughs> i don't know if you've ever been to south carolina but it's white uh, especially this area and you know when you get to white areas that are white upon white areas there's like no other like cultural influences on the people there you see what white looks like and white guys you know, there's a special brand of white guy where you're like, oh, that guy is really white. The way he dresses, the way his haircut is, that's that's the whitest guy I've ever seen. You got to go to, you got to go find these people sometimes. Um, and sometimes you just like, uh, <laughs> look, it works in every culture. It works in every culture. You go, you go, it, it's, you go into the, the heart of a cultural area, you will find people that are the most extreme version of that thing. And this guy was. So this guy was walking across the crosswalk while we were sitting at the light, and then our singer said, Sup, Seacrest? I died. I died dead. I said, that was, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. You said a funny thing, and we, we shall mark this day forever. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was good, though. I was like, that's good. The other time he said something funny. Oh, let me, let, the second time he said something funny, the only other time he said something funny was to Jared Leto. We were at Nassau Coliseum. We were backstage, and I take partial credit for this because he would not even know what this thing was if had I not go, gone on about how I wanted to make a music video featuring this object. It's a four-dimensional object. And I was like, we got to make a video with this thing. And I was like, I had the whole video in my head. I still should make it. But uh, I said, 
what time? I was, I was talking to Jared Leto. I was just standing there. I was like, hey, Jared Leto, you're a little man. You're a little man, Jared Leto. I'm a big man. And he was just, uh, Jared Leto was like, you're a big man. And I'm like, yeah, you're a little man. And then he said, uh, <laughs> and then Jared's like, is this the door? Is this the right door? And then our singer goes, no, that door leads to the Tesseract. And then I, I died twice. I said, that was a good joke. Uh, remember that time you said, what's up, Seacrest? Well, this counts, too. That counts as two. I've known you for seven years. That is the second funny thing I've heard you say. <laughs> and, and, uh, and 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 Jared Leto was like, oh, huh? And I, I laughed. That was when we were opening for 30 Seconds to Mars. I got stories, man. I got stories, and that's one of them. That's two of them. That's one of the two of them. But I tell you, racism, man, it's real. They changed the name of the master bedroom now. It's not the master's bedroom. It's called the the primary bedroom because you know why master implies, you know, slave-owning racists. Also, there was a – it's the master bed. When I was there, we stayed at this house, and this house that we stayed at in South Carolina – had a smaller house in the background, in the backyard, more like a shed, and it was called the Slaves' Quarters. I'm talking about America. I'm talking about this America that we live in, right? It doesn't affect some people. It doesn't even occur to some people that how racist America is. I, I find it interesting because I've got friends who just go, yeah, we're thinking maybe go to visit Alabama, you know? Just go visit Alabama, go to Mississippi, maybe check out some of Mississippi. Who says that? Who says that? And you in New Orleans, you like, I ain't going to Mississippi. <laughs> Brown folks I ain't, ain't about to visit Alabama for vacation. <laughs> I'll tell you this story about Alabama. We was playing in Alabama, in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, we was on the stage and... And uh, the, we, we made the mistake of saying we were from New York, my band. And uh, everybody, the whole room changed. The whole room got weird, you know. And then, uh, you know, I'm there and I was the only brown guy in the room at a rock club in Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Just picture the Blues Brothers getting bottles thrown at them. This was similar to the vibe that was about to happen. And uh, so then the next band came on. My singer's walking, so the singer, again, I'll tell you how much of a dingus he is. He's going around with a knit cap on with a Yankees symbol. And we're in Mobile, Alabama. And my singer is wearing a knit cap with a Yankees, a New York Yankees, Yankee, Yankee, Yankees, Yankee, Yankee hat. He couldn't be more Yankee in Alabama. And the, sing- and the singer of the next band said, they like came out. It was a big flourish, like big loud band. You know, apparently this guy was, I don't know, some famous rock guy. And then he goes, "I'm from Alabama, and we don't like no scum sucking Yankees." And in that moment, I turned to the guys and I said, "Let's get the f out of here." And we loaded up the van and got the F out of there within 10 or 11 minutes. (laughs) We were not welcome. 
to say the least. And says, I have a story about the first time I visited Alabama. And I'd like to hear your story. Are you on the, uh, are you on the, on the voice channel? I wonder if you, if you feel like it, you could join the voice channel. We could chat about it. I'm not sure it's hooked up correctly. So maybe you could be the first to test it. If not, no pressure, but I'd love to hear your story about the, uh, your visit to Alabama. What a scary night that was. It was just like, all right, uh, not in the mood to get murdered. Let's figure, figure, uh, we leave now, guys. What do you think? Um, yeah, I want you to age. Let's get on here. Let's, let's chat. Let's have a chat. I'd like to hear your take on, uh, your story. The first time you visited Alabama, who goes to Alabama? Listen, Nothing against Alabama, but also everything against Alabama. Florida is the worst state, though. Florida is the worst state. I don't care what you say. It's the worst one. I've been to 46 of them. And uh, Florida, beautiful beaches, horrible people. I don't care for Florida. We could just, can't we just, Florida is like a thing we could just excise. I think we could just chop it off. Can't we? Hey, Ange, how are you? Let me see if I could see your... Oh, yeah, there you are. I can hear you. Cool. And I think the people at home can hear you. Yeah, let me just adjust the volumes of that here. What's up? How you doing? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> well, about it. You're not, you're not into Tuesdays? You don't like Tuesdays? Tuesday is the, was it Martes? That's Mars Day. And it's now you gotta remember. hot early in the morning at all. Oh, it's hot? Is it? Is it really... Um, yeah. Is right now the time of year where it's uh, humid? It's getting humid? Yes. Yeah. Wet hot, as I call wet, it. Wet hot American summer. Okay. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I haven't. No? But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, so, so H, tell us about the time you visited Alabama. So we were, we were driving... Um, through Alabama to get away from a hurricane because that's what we do. Yeah. And we had to stop and get gas and um, I think it was um, Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad went to the gas station because snacks. And the guy at the register was oh you're the prettiest nigga I've ever seen and I just left. Time out. So this just abruptly walked out. Wow, how that's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one. <laughs> With a big smile on his face and was like thoroughly impressed that I was pretty. I'm like, okay. So he said you were the prettiest N word I've ever seen. This, <laughs> what a piece of garbage. Let me just say, sorry that happened to you. That's terrible. And this guy thought it was a compliment. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Now, and when people say because ugh, I don't know what would have happened. Oh boy, I got to tell you, so, that's that's horrible. That is awful. One time I was in Tennessee, uh, more than once actually. This one time though, um, we were in like the middle of Tennessee, and uh, there was a because the guys in my band, the other guys are white, and uh, they, uh, I, I just told them my concern about different parts of the country and they were uh, aware 
and uh, sympathetic, which was cool. So like they started to notice, <laughs> they started to notice the things that I was kind of pointing out to them. I'm like, oh yeah. So one time we were at a gas station and I'm sitting there at the pump. You know, I went in and I came out of the gas station and next to us was like a pickup truck and the guy in the pickup truck was like kind of toothless and staring, staring at me, just staring. And I was staring straight ahead and I sat there in my periphery and I could see that they were still staring at me. And then Ollie got in the van and he sat into the passenger seat and I said, Hey Ollie, is that guy staring at me? The guy right in the truck right next to us, is he staring like staring me down right now. And he goes, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and then I turned to the guy and I stared at him back. And then I slowly smiled and started to wave at him like real creepy. Like, um, and, he, and then he just kept staring without an expression on his face. And then, uh, uh then we drove off cause it was the weirdest, creepiest thing. I was like, good golly. Why? Why, why, why? Um, but yeah, that's clearly... their silent way of of being intimidating because that happened to me and Will a lot. Mm. Mm. It's just it's not going to work on me though. I don't know. I'm sorry that it. No. That yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so silly. And like uh, that's Kali... the best you can do. Yes, I think it is the best they can do. But I said earlier that our. There are those folks who got like one tooth between four of them, and they'll be like, we're a superior race. And I'm like, well, you could use a toothbrush, can't, can't you? Um, you know, dentists are of great value. Colleen, I see that you are here. Hello, Colleen. Welcome to the show. How are you? Are you? Um, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, besides... <laughs> Besides, I mean, yeah, everything that's terrible. Uh, oh yeah, ever- you know, I already, I already heard my mom yelling at like Rick Scott. You, you yeah. talk about people from Florida. Oh yeah, um, the worst state. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, here's how bad Indiana is. Uh, Florida hired one of our um, former. The former uh, Secretary of Education um, in Indiana, who got fired because he falsified um, data to promote charter schools. And mm-hmm. then Florida, but Florida ended up firing him because he was so unethical. He was too unethical for Florida. Wow. That's a thing. Yeah, I know. I, know, I can't right? believe it myself. <laughs> like, well, Florida, yeah, we're Flo- we're Florida. We can't even well, accept and, that. And then, like, <laughs> the government in Indiana, like, hired him as a consultant. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's that's ridiculous. I can't tell you. What do you think about the uh, South Carolinian? Uh, confederate memorial day that sounds like a silly silly concept wait like so that's like not a euphemism like that's what they're actually call like calling it um well thank you thank you Ange, uh for for sharing that story and see Ange has left the chat but um yeah, hi Ange. 
that this is uh, trending. South Carolina will close state offices on Tuesday to mark Confederate Memorial Day, uh, which is today. It's Tuesday. Confederate to mark the day they lost. Yeah, that's... they were losers. Why don't we just cut this, them out as a state? Because this is um. Do you it's think just some... they had, are they are they gonna be like you know you see the footage of African countries where the kids are wearing like uh, NBA or NFL T-shirts of the team that lost? Right. You know. Well, you know what it reminds me of at, at this end of the Super Bowl. They they have to print up shirts. Clearly, they have to print up shirts that say like, mm-hmm. you know, say if it's like I don't know how yeah, football teams. Said, yeah. Well, I don't know the football teams, but yeah. you know, just like say you got uh, the Giants versus uh, the Raiders, right? And then they have to if they're in the Super Bowl, they have to print up shirts that say Giants Super Bowl champions. Raiders, Super Bowl champions. They have to print up all of the shirts because at the end, when they're running out on the field, the Super Bowl champions wear those T-shirts. So the team that lost still has a bunch of T-shirts that say that they won. So that's South Carolina right now. Exactly. So are they going to have like a bunch of... They're they're probably going to find all the old like co-ed naked T-shirts that has a Confederate flag on them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... South Carolina, Florida is the state equivalent to that hat that has two beers on it and straw that goes up to them. That's what I think of. That's that's basically Florida is the beer hat of states, I, I would say. I feel like that's too functional. Yeah, that is too functional. Florida is, what are they, the methamphetamine? They are the, the beer koozie with the <laughs> extra slot for the cigarette pack <laughs> florida is a is a rusty beer koozie uh, the gross the soggy beer koozie well you know what 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 oh geez was i peaking was i peaking and peaking let's see corruptor state hat as hats is a fun game what is california as a hat california as a hat would be um I don't know. The thing, first thing that pops in my head would be California would be Thor's hat and the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder where it's like a hat that says the Avengers, but he crossed out the S. So it says Avenger and he wrote uh, strongest above it. So strongest Avenger. That's the first thing that came no, to my mind. No, I'm sorry. Chicago, Chicago gets the Thor hat. Well, I, I sorry to say, uh, uh, Killeen, but Chicago is in Illinois and California, you know, is better. So, uh, <laughs> with Chicago why why Chicago because of adventures and babysitting oh that's right that is a good callback actually that's a good movie you know what and what I won't ever do I won't F with the babysitter <laughs> I would never do that also <laughs> uh, Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor let's make it happen again he became I Kingpin know, after that right? <laughs> yeah also, you know and that uh, I, mean, I think that that hat is like they connected that to Adventures in Babysitting. I think. Oh, did they? That's cool. Yeah, there was That's some amazing. connection. They're bringing every multiverse into the into the thing. Did you see it, the uh, uh, Doctor Strange inside the Melancholy and the Infinite Madness? Did you see that one? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I would be more likely. I haven't seen it yet, but I'd be more likely to watch it if it came in like a special edition, like a like double CD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First half, second half. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's a mixed bag. It's got some good stuff in there, That's but what I've heard. but they really leaning into uh, everything counts ever forever ever ever everything counts ever in forever. Uh, Forever, ever. Like I'm talking. Because they're like, you gotta watch all of our stuff on Disney Plus. They're trying to make you do it. Um, like even that ties in. Not to spoil it to a spoiler, <laughs> but okay. But, uh, uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I just that's all I'll say about that. Listen for that in the okay. theme. Um. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Coroptera says nothing matters, therefore everything matters. So sounds about right. So that sounds about right. Yeah. Nothing really matters. We just asked Freddie Mercury that. Well, that's hey, what, hey. that's how I felt when I watched the Avatar trailer. Oh yeah, that movie. I was like, oh, that the, the graphics is good. Ain't ever gonna watch it. <laughs> I was like, this is a cool video game. I don't know this yeah. Avatar stuff. I mean, the graphics look good. Sometimes people oh, yeah, just... Oh, ju- yeah, like, everybody's like, you gotta wait for the underwater level. That'll be the coolest. Yeah, which is gonna frustrate me, like, the underwater level of Sonic the Hedgehog. One time I was homesick, so I was sick, yes. had a fever. Isn't that so frustrating, that level? I was... You have to... Because you start to... You run out of breath, and then you gotta... You gotta inhale a bubble underwater so that you can buy yourself more time of life. And, uh... I was homesick when I was a kid playing that. So I was already sick and sweaty. And then I was getting angry. So I was I was getting very faint because I was getting so frustrated with that level of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I just, it brings me anxiety just thinking about it. But I almost passed out trying to beat that level. I spent all day, my whole sick day, uh, making myself worse. But uh, I remember when I got past the oil level. That was a big day. The oil level. Uh oh, mm-hmm. I made the mistake of trying to adjust something on my camera, and then I knocked it over. Uh, what did you? How? Oh, hold on. Oh boy, here we go. It's like an earthquake is happening here. <laughs> but uh, when are you, you going to go see Doctor String Stranye? Yes. Yeah. Uh, possibly like tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Check it out. Check it out. Let me know. Let us know what you think. Well, I, yeah. I do want to... Go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I did watch him on SNL. So. Oh, yeah. X Benedict Cucumber Batch. He was on there. Was it a good episode? I didn't see it yet. <laughs> yeah, he's all... He seems to really enjoy it. So. Yeah. I mean, he's a fun and he guy. he was all about... He, yeah. <laughs> and he was all about, you know, women's rights and just you know, wore a t-shirt at the end and everything, so. That's good. We gotta re- oh, be reminded. See, actually, actually, there was a very interesting one, and they didn't, like, initial reviews didn't point it out, but he was playing, like, a cowboy, and it was very, very obvious he was um, playing, like, a riff on Sam Elliott. Oh, really? Because Sam Elliott mm-hmm. is a sexist? Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. 
he's not a fan of Benedict's not a fan of his. Yeah. I I mean, I can imagine. So he seemed like a dopey guy to say what he said about uh, the director of his movie that basically did, didn't that win best picture or did, did she win best director? I forget. Um, but they were nominated at least. I uh, think she won best director. Yeah. It's like, well, I Sam, I don't, it shows I don't how much remember you who won. I don't remember who won best picture. Okay, would you believe that this was the Ugh. first time I didn't really watch anything except for the slap? I didn't watch anything at this year's I, Oscars. Oh, I was in the hospital. I have an excuse. Um, oh, well, that's. I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but you know, the sorry. hospital has a TV. Okay, <laughs> Kelly, okay, what are you talking well, about? You... No, you... Well, when my mom came and see me that day, she's like, "Are you going to watch the Oscars?" I said, "For whatever reason, I just probably not." Yeah. I know, and the, then the interest said, is fading. She texted me. She texted me like that night. She's like, "Did you see what happened?" I said, "No, I told you I wasn't gonna watch it." I was in the desert, having the time of my life, <laughs> and I just ignored the fact that it was on. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. What? Nice, did you it, have like a one? Did you have like a one man Burning Man? I had a, th- a three person Burning Man. Yeah, basically, okay. uh, it was fun. It was fun. We we had a good time, but we did not watch we did not watch the uh, the Oscars. And then I worked super extra hard that whole week, actually. Um, so it was an interesting week. That was the end of March, I believe. Um, but uh, I didn't see that. But I did talk about the slap as much as possible. There are there are tons of episodes of me talking about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. If you guys want to listen to that on the podcast, anywhere podcasts are available. Also, you can check it out on the replay on YouTube. And also, you know, hang out. Hang out and talk about it if you want to talk about it. What do you got going on today, Colleen? Are you home from the hospital? Oh, yeah. No, I, I was talking about when the, when the slap happened. Oh, the slap happened. Uh, so I, I do want to see... I, that, well, I was in the hospital then. You were what? I was in the hospital then. Got you. What did you think about uh, been, our? What's up? I haven't been in. I mean, I've been out of the hospital for a few months. Excellent. That's where you want to be most, no, unless I, you're I, a doctor. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like when. Uh, when it happened, when the slap happened. When the slap I was happened. In the hospital. Now I got a question. Did you see Kate McKinnon saying just just do your nine, just do your nine? That was that was pretty uh-huh. good. She was playing the uh, the justice. Uh, uh, yeah, from my hometown. Ooh, you got a crazy hometown. You got I who? Do. Who you got? You got. Uh, I got Pete. Pete, Pete to judge, and I got Amy. Yeah. They both came from the town. I'd like to see that cage match. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my favorite thing about Pete Buttigieg is, is that he is a boss. And every time he's on Fox News, he's like, yeah, okay, so I could see why stupid people would think that. Now, let me set you straight. That's pretty much why he, <laughs> how he comes off. It's great. He, that's it's, how he is. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> loves working for He's very good. It's a, It's almost like he's deft at chopping down the, the stupid arguments that there are of bad faith. Um, 
meaning the people who are making them know that it's that they're in the wrong they're just trying to manipulate the situation to get oh, votes he, I mean, he, he faced a group of, re, of religious leaders tried, trying to make him resign after he came out mm. and they got like news time and everything like giving a press conference saying why he should resign I mean, he's probably like, I survived all this crap. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do with these folks that, I mean, how do we ignore these folks that are trying to stop other people from doing, living their That's lives? That's the problem. You can't. I know, you can't stop it. You can't stop stupid. You can only avoid it. You know, but there is a cure for ignorance. Sometimes people don't realize that, you know, you can cure that. <laughs> You you and ignorant. you won't find it on Facebook. But I yeah exactly you ignorant. But you can cure that by this just going to this here bookshelf. Maybe just open one of them. I find that I find stupid people to be stupid people are just stupid, but ignorant people can be cured. Stupid people, you know. Uh, the person, someone sent me a screenshot. They had texted the racist person who was texting me on Friday. There's the episode. You guys want to watch the replay of that on YouTube or download the podcast. I was, uh, calling the number. I, I left like 50 messages. It was great. We had a good old time just turning it into fodder. Uh, oh yeah. I'm going to be on, um, cat blue charts show on the 17th, which is, I don't know what day, what day is that? Um, to next Tuesday, I guess. I'm going to be on a Cat Blue Charts show. Or maybe the 27th, I forget. So, uh, I'll find out from her. Here. Cat Blue Chart. Let's see. Uh, on the 15th. Well, good thing I checked. Uh, it's May 15th, Sunday at 7. I'm going to be the guest on uh, Cat Blue Charts it's live stream. So, watch that. Sunday at 7. I hope that's the same time as this time and with this time and whatnot and that time. Okay, I just got to put a little reminder. Guys, remind me. I got to be on the show. But, uh, uh, forgot what I was saying, but it was, it was so important. Uh, well, it is, it is, uh, wait, what, wait, what, what were you just talking about? Let me rewind in my brain. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, oh, Pete, yeah, because of the, the, yeah, the people from South Bend. Yeah, South Bend. Yeah, go South Bend. I mean, they kind of cancel each other out, though. Um, well, uh, Ben Folds always comes around to play with Pete. Like, they play music together. Well, that's cool. Pete's a... Yeah, because Pete's pianist, yeah. Wait, time out. I, I didn't hear that right. What, uh, Pete is a... Huh? <laughs> He's a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. I got you. Um, you know, that reminds me of the joke that Gary Shandling said one time when he was hosting the Grammy Awards in the 90s. He, it was a very funny, very funny moment for me as a kid going, how do I grow up to be like these funny people? And he said this. To, he's like, yeah, you know, uh, t t t today, earlier today we gave... Uh, an award out for best flautist or flutist, flutist or is it flutist or flautist? House of Pain, is it flutist or flautist? It was very funny to me. Subtle. 
Um, Very good. Well, uh, yeah, remember when they used to let comedians host the Grammys? Um, oh, yeah. Now it's just a little cool J every yeah, year. John Stewart hosted uh, right after 9-11. Or, no, it was in the late, it was pre-9-11. Mm. He, he made jokes about Destiny's Child and Bootylicious. I think he actually, like, got in his boxers and tried to do the dance at one point. Oh, this dance? Where you go like this? <laughs> exactly. I can't do it. Clearly. Uh that I was just doing the new the new dance. I was talking uh yesterday about the to a friend of mine. Um <laughs> there's like there's actually a term for the instant rejection and repulsion of something that's new or like what younger generations are doing. So there's a term for it because it's it's instinctual. Humans across like all cultures, they do it as generations advance and the next generation comes up with stuff that counters or it's like new trends. The older generation just instantly rejects it and thinks it's stupid. Meanwhile, whatever that generation did at that same age was also stupid. <laughs> so it's just a yeah, – I'm trying to be flexible with time and space and the whole idea of yeah it, it just everything changes everything's going to be different so you got to just learn how to be flexible with that which is just how to be you also have to be reasonable like there's certain things going on in the world right now where you go how are we still doing this why aren't we being reasonable about this also trends yeah <laughs> chiroptera says i'm not stupid tiktok is stupid exactly yeah, yeah rigid beliefs you form them and then sometimes you don't want to sit there and be go with the flow you don't want to people don't want to do that generally speaking and uh, i forgot the term for it it's like nostalgioation nostalgia nostalgia that's the word i just made up and we'll call it that but uh there whatever's new is dumb, but then it becomes sentimental to that generation later on. Like bell bottoms, stupid, still dumb, awesome at the same time. Like afros, who wears afros? Uh, Colleen, how's your afro? It is awkward. Awkward? Mm -hmm. Well, let's join the awkward afro club because mine's pretty awkward as well. Because I've um, got like you know curly sections and then like like straight like straight I'd... sections, so yeah, it's like it's basically like a very unfortunate mullet. That's okay, you know every mullet is very unfortunate, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, no offense to mullets out there. Uh, I do want to make that TikTok about no offense. I actually, that's, remind me to do that. I'm going to make a TikTok about it because I feel like no offense is, hey, no offense. Now I'm going to say something that's really insulting. Uh, it's literally no or, offense. I'm, I'm not racist, but. <laughs> I'm not racist. I don't see color. Um, I did that joke a couple of weeks uh, on TikTok well, a while ago, and then I reposted it recently, and I got flack from a, a guy 
who is happens to be a white guy. This is the thing about it. I posted this thing and I said, here's what, when some white people, I say when some white people say this, because there are some, and you've heard it, people say, I'm not racist, I don't see color. And then I say, what people of color often hear, or what at least I hear personally, when I hear, I'm not racist, I don't see color, I hear, I'm not racist, I don't see, co- <laughs> I don't see color. Can't we all just be white? Um, that is basically what I'm hearing because... People, when they say, I don't see color, they're saying, I don't see you as as different from me. (sighs) They're they're saying, I don't acknowledge you. I don't acknowledge you and your culture and your background and your existence as someone who is not white. I don't see color. Everything's white to me. Um, So that's what it sounds like. Just just folks out there who know that some people receive it that way. Like, for instance, me. And then there was a guy who came after me. He was like, you're out of line, bro. And I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I'm, is there a line that I'm supposed to be in, bro? Is that how this works? Uh, and he said he went on this big diatribe on, you know, I, I do this because it was a big text. And I was like, he's like, yeah, this is, this is just racist. This is just not right. He happens to be a white guy. And I just said, um, I disagree. This is what it sounds like to me, my experience. And you can't tell me that that's wrong, no matter how hard you try. Because uh, that's, you can't tell someone that their experience is not true. It just shows you that a lot of people don't understand how that works. And it's very disconcerting that a lot of people don't understand how that works. A lot of people say, you that's made I- me do it. Go ahead. Well, no, just the amount of people I've seen who I, I, I see that they genuinely don't think that they're racist or have some sort of bias. And mm-hmm. that's the most terrifying thing at all, because how do you even like start with somebody who doesn't, they, they think that they would probably never put it in these terms, but they think that it's enough to understand that people, just because people don't know how to be white doesn't mean they're not worthy. Right. And they think that makes them not racist. Yeah. And I had to deal with like, well, and I had to deal with like so many. Because white is the standard. This is the standard that well, everyone. Well, like just talking to me like flat out about things, and you know that's mighty white of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had like Duck Dynasty billboards in our hallway. Oh boy, oh boy, that sounds they're they're billionaires. Yeah. That family. Blurred word says I am Afro challenged. Blurred words, you and me both. We're too, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure out this whole head situation, and you know what I do? I just don't cut it. And that's my approach, generally speaking. Blurred words, welcome to the chat. Chiroptera says, I just learned the term gaslighting came from an old movie. As a biased person who speaks for all of biased people in the world, I'd like to say that we're not biased, and that's just our opinion, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, but what do you really think? Um, I speak for all people of color when I say I don't speak for all people of color. 
I think that that's an important lesson we should learn. But I speak for myself and what things sound like to me, and you brought up gaslighting. You said the word gaslighting. I think I might have mentioned it earlier, but yeah, that's gaslighting. Telling someone that their experience is invalid and that it's not true is called, that's that's the definition of gaslighting. It's like, uh, no, you don't feel that way. <laughs> you don't hear that when you hear my words. That didn't happen. Um, trying to question someone, make someone question their own reality is gaslighting. And uh, I believe we've all had that happen. I'm sure we've all experienced that. Uh, Colleen, I'm not sure. I don't want to bring up any bad memories, but I, I'm sure you know people who do that kind of thing. I'm sure. I mean, I feel like we all do. I feel like there's always somebody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and it like happens in so many different areas of our lives. Mm. That's true, especially in like work situations and stuff like that. And it's just really, mm-hmm. yeah. It's inter- it's an interesting um, phenomenon that it's startling that people just don't. I think a lot of people are unaware that they're doing it, and I think it comes from a place of like, well, I can't be wrong, so I'm going to tell you you're wrong, and I can't. There's no chance that I'm I I am able to hurt anyone, so I'll say therefore you are not hurt, and therefore I am good because I think of myself as good, so. I can't possibly do anything that hurts you because I think of myself as good. So if you're hurt, then you you can't, you shouldn't be. (laughs) This is how people think. I think. Um, Corruptor says, I'm off break. Thank you for the gas and the lights. You're welcome. Just don't put them together. Huge explosion up to the sky. Uh, Penny Sit says, the I don't see color thing is just so naive. The world is so much more complex than such folks care to admit. And that's, in my humble opinion, the basis of, all, of a lot of our problems. I agree. Uh, hey, Penny, I got your message earlier. Thank you for sending that. That was really kind of you. Uh, I, was, I, was, uh, I was on my way back. I was getting a bagel because I'm on Long Island. <laughs> I got a bagel. I got a bagel every day since I've been here. You know me. Bagels and cream cheese all day when I'm here because you can't, you can't get it. I don't see... In L.A., I don't see bagels. Um, Blurred Word says, I speak for all black math teachers who have three daughters born in 1974 with a birthmark on their elbow. Well, that's highly specific, but uh, I'll listen. I'll listen to what you have to say. (laughs) Blurred Words, congratulations on the birthmark on your elbow and your three beautiful daughters. Uh, Penny Citrilla says, ooh, bagel. Yeah, bagels and pizza. And Penny, between me and you, if you put pizza on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. Colleen, you know, now yes. you're talking about being in Bend. Now, is Pete Buttigieg, do you have a, a shrine built to him yet at your home? Because you live in Bend. <laughs> South Bend, sorry. We're the same age. No, no. I did go to his uh, announcement. Just like, I mean, come on, it's something to do. Mm. I had friends who knew him and his family, so I went, and it was, I mean, it's cool, and I do think he has a lot of really good ideas on the bike lane, so. Oh, um, he's building a bike lane. What? Oh, no, no, he built so many bike lanes when he was mayor. Oh, that's But awesome. it's like, he, 
Dude, we have like lake effect snow for a large part of the year. People aren't going to be riding their bikes all the time. Yeah, well, they should get snow bikes. Um, <laughs> if there is such a thing. There are there are people that are yeah the, the naivete of folks who say I don't see color you know there's a lot of like I said earlier as I mentioned uh, you know there are people who can just freely be like and that's why we had Ann John earlier she was telling us her story about being in Alabama people just think don't think twice they're like hey you know I'm thinking of visiting Alabama you know Appalachia you know I just want to check out uh, you know. What do, you, what, do you, what do you say? We go to Mississippi. How about it? Well, just for, you know, vacation. There are people who feel, freely feel that way. <laughs> Me? I'm keeping it to L.A. and New York mainly. And Portland. I like Portland. Portland's nice. It's, it's where the nice white people are. However, Oregon has the highest level of, like, neo-Nazis and uh, KKK members. Just so happens. A lot of people tell me, hey, you would love Austin. Why don't you move to Austin? You would love it there. And I'm saying, yes, I do like Austin. However, the problem with Austin is it's in Texas. I don't know if you know that. But uh, I would like to avoid most of that place. And it's big. Hard to get out of. Takes hours. Um, If you walk. Or ride an armadillo. I do do find... um, It's... It's, it, you know, you got to remind people of that sometimes. Like sometimes people say, hey, if you could go back in time throughout any point in history, where would you like to go? And I'm like, I don't know, 30 seconds ago, because right now is the best time ever for people <laughs> of color. <laughs> Fundamentally speaking, I think that right now might be might be probably the best time for me to hang out, because if I go back any time, I probably get instantly hit with like, I don't know a Gatling gun or, or a cannonball or an arrow or whatever. I don't know. A fla- a trebuchet. I imagine. Um, I just, I, I won't, I don't want to risk it. I don't want to risk it, but, but today is everybody, as everyone knows, is a South Carolinian uh, Confederate Memorial day. <laughs> In case you wanted to remember who lost. Uh, Cause you know, it's the racist losers. They they lost. Flee the people are. Are there many uh, rebel flags, Confederate flags in South Bend, Indiana? Is that is that a is that a thing that goes on there? Blow darts. Yes. <laughs> Blur, sorry. Blur sorry. No. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Yeah. Actually, uh, there were people on our main street throughout town uh that had a confederate flag Mm -hmm. waving high on the um flagpole yeah that's a racist flag and if people don't think it's racist uh then ask anybody who's brown around you and then they say hey that is racist and you can't tell them that it's wrong And a nearby county in Indiana is considered the birthplace of the modern uh, KKK. Oh, isn't that beautiful? The brand new spanking, bouncing baby KKK. Um, The birthplace of it anyway. Well, KKK, I think it's pretty interesting that they all wear the hoods. You know, I'm racist, but I don't want anybody to know. Just like our friend who texted me. 
They don't want anybody to know. And why do they like? It looks like a dunce cap. It's it is a dunce cap. In fact, I think that mm-hmm. I I liked what Aziz Ansari said about it. He's like, everybody who is racist, uh, stop being openly racist. Go back to being racist in private. We thank you for your service. That's a good. That was a good Saturday Night Live monologue. Um, you remember that one, Khalid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and uh, you and Studio Studio AH. You are our resident SNL combatants. <laughs> I'd like to see you. You maybe maybe this will be fun. We'll pit you and Studio AH together. Or against each other, or with each other, who, you know, we'll just play a trivia game, and we'll have you as a contestant, and Studio AH, and you can you can reach deep into your knowledge of SNL. By the way, speaking of Saturday Night Live, guys, you might not remember this story, but Penny Sit, here in the chat, she and I went to go see Saturday Night Live, live. We went to go see it. I told this story on the air a couple months ago, I think. Um... Fantastic. Also, but um, I would like to mention that Penny Citrola is a is a bona fide, a bona fide genius. Uh, she was on the show Jeopardy. You might have heard of it. Uh, she was on Jeopardy. She was on three episodes of Jeopardy. You know why? Because she won. Now, Penny, you might remember this. Penny was a <laughs> that was a fabulous time. I'll, I'll tell that story briefly. But here's a funny thing. I remember I was in the middle of Nebraska one time, and I was at a a Denny's, and then there goes Penny up on the screen. I'm like, that's my friend Penny. And I took a picture. <laughs> she was on uh, Jeopardy. And when when Penny called me, she was visiting uh, California from Kazakhstan, as you do. You know, you get on 15 planes and you end up in California on Jeopardy. And uh, so she called me out of the blue. She's like, hey, Ari, we just finished taping Jeopardy. My first question, my first question to Penny, the bona fide genius, I said, how many games did you win? She said two. <laughs> and also, I couldn't be beaten on those two games. I was I ran away with it. <laughs> I said, of course you did. Um, and then we met and hung out for drinks, and I, I met all the other contestants and also, and I was like, uh, I don't know the 1974 Moonlander guys. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to order a coffee. Um, <laughs> I wish I did. But we did see Saturday Night Live. I think Johnny Mosley was the host. Rip Torn happened to be there. That was fun. Who was the musical guest? Oh, my God. Who was the musical guest? Not Rip Torn. My bad. Rip. Uh, Rip. Rip. Taylor. Not, Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. It was not Rip Torn. <laughs> Caught myself. Uh, rest in peace, both of them. But, uh, yeah, we... we, we Went to that because of a, a Rachel Dratch encounter, which was fun. Uh, Outcast. We saw Outcast? Oh, my God. How do I have no memory of this? <laughs> oh, now I can say I've seen Outcast. Johnny Mosley was so captivating. Johnny Mosley was just ran, you know, he skied away with it. Uh, thank goodness my, my betting game is weak, says Penny. But, oh, you know what? Penny, you, you know, that's half the game. Your wagers. Uh, I, I know. How could I forget? It's Outkast, one of the greatest hip-hop and slash rock bands, slash rap bands, slash actor bands, slash cool cats. I told the story of how I met Andre 3000, but I guess I didn't realize I had seen him before in person. But uh, I did meet Andre 3000 in Atlanta 
as you do. He was wearing a pink Izod shirt. I was on tour with my band. We pulled into the guitar center again, as you do, because you like, I need guitars. And I hear you have them. I hear this is the place. This is the center. Um, and we were pulling up behind his Ford Explorer and he hopped out of the passenger side because, you know, he's Andre 3000. He's got a driver and he got out of the car and we were like, that's Andre 3000. And we went into the store and when we were in the store, we ran into him and we had a conversation with him and he was super, super sweet, just a sweet little man. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh. Our singer, again, how I told you, he's dopey. He's like, yeah, we're a poor... We were like, yeah, we're just a band on the road. We don't really have... You know how... We're just, you know, trucking it on the road. And he's like, you know, be be safe out there, you guys. And then and then my singer's like, here, can, hey, Andre Benjamin, can you sign this $100 bill of mine? Because, you know, because we're a poor rock band on the road. Um, and he did. Yes, Penny Sit, Penny Sit says, sorry, Miss Jackson, I'm for real. Another song with the lyrics, because the whole world loves it when you, I don't know his name, know its name, the whole world. Yeah, you know, I try to keep it so fresh and so clean, clean, but uh, I can't believe I'm, I've seen Outkast. This is, this is exciting news. I'm excited about this. <laughs> hey, everybody, now I can say I've seen Outkast. Um, I can't believe I forgot that. Wow. That was, I guess, before Speaker Box and The Love Below, where I was like, I got way into them. But... Uh, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I feel I'm ashamed. But we got to see Saturday Night Live because we were online at the Sundance Film Festival that uh, we kind of went to on a whim. I, I definitely did. I know I called Penny. I said, "Hey, Penny, we the Sundance Film Festival." We saw what Hot American Summer there. Yeah, we to bring it full circle because we mentioned that movie earlier. Uh, I said, "Hey, Penny, I'm on Sundance. Why don't you why don't you come hang out?" And she said, "Okay." <laughs> and she she got on a plane and they were like walking around Sundance film I'm like hey there's Gary Oldman there's Heather Graham there's Lily Sobieski oh right cool let's, let's, I guess this is the place to be right now it's cold um, and we were online to go see Wet Hot American Summer at the library I think it was and uh, you know we were like oh there's uh, Roger Ebert and there's Amy Poehler and there's Rachel Dratch Rachel Dratch why does she look confused me and Penny were on the standby line because technically the movie was sold out and uh, there's no way we're going to miss that movie it's got every funny person ever in it it's got the state it's got SNL it's got David Hyde Pierce for heaven's sake and then uh, we uh, were on the standby line for tickets Bradley Cooper Paul Rudd come on now somebody somebody and um we were waiting to get standby tickets because you could usually luck out if you wait on if you're like in the first 10 or so people they're like yeah we got some seats to fill come on in there christopher maloney was it it stella everybody you know michael showalter and and uh all these uh, ken marino was ken marino in that i think he was yes he remember he was the guy who was secretly a virgin Yes. I, I love that Paul Rudd also was 10 years older than he was playing the character. And I love when it came back on Netflix as a series that they were all about 50 playing camp counselors. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. I, I think that was the right way to go. Um, I mean, him, not, him like cleaning up in the cafeteria, That that's a master class. It was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful 
movie. A very, very dopey. I love, that's how I like my movies. Um, and you know what I like about my comedies? When they're funny. I said, so we were standing there on, on the standby line and I says, me and Penny kind of deduced, we're like, because Penny's a genius. We were like, uh, looks like Rachel doesn't have a ticket to this movie with, with that all of her, Molly Shannon is in that movie. Uh, presumably all yeah. of her friends from SNL are in this. So we said, Hey, Rachel Dratch, would you like to cut in front of us on the standby line? Cause it seems like you don't have a ticket. It seems like you don't. And these are all your friends in this movie and it would be cool. I mean, <laughs> if I was you, I'd want to go see this movie. And then, um, she was like, Oh my God, really? Are you serious? <laughs> we were like, yeah, come on. You just go cut in front of us. Why not? And then she cut in front of us and then we were just chatting with her for just with like absolutely no, you know, we were just thinking, Hey, I think that would be, I, we thought it would be nice for her to be able to see a movie that her friends are in. And then she out of nowhere goes, you know what? I'm going to totally hook you guys up with tickets to SNL. And we were like, what? <laughs> we were so baffled. Uh, we, we like, cause we didn't expect anything in return like that. And she was just like, yeah, I'm going to hook you up. And then a few minutes later, Amy Poehler came in she's like, Oh, thanks guys. Uh, but we got tickets. We got a, a ticket for Rachel, but thank you guys so much. And then Rachel's like, I'll never forget. I shall never forget. <laughs> and we were like, okay, cool. And then she gave us her number to her office. And, um, one of the funniest things is, uh, Penny used to work in the equipment room over at Hofstra. The equipment room over at Hofstra, if you were a film student, is where you got your cameras and you got your film from Billy. That's where you got it from. Also, you got it from uh, Brendan uh, Murphy, as who what we'll we'll call him from now on. And um, you know, and uh, uh, Lori Tuma. That's <laughs> not a Tuma. A lot of people in that equipment room. I'm just giving shout outs because uh, Penny knows who I'm talking about. Rachel Dratch was a doll. In fact, she called. They played. You guys played phone tag for a while, right, Penny? And then, but Penny had a message from Rachel on her on the equipment room voicemail that she would play for everybody, and everybody would get all excited because it was like, I think it was a uh, Rachel Dratch was like, "Hey, Penny, it's me, Rachel. Uh, I did, just so you know, I didn't forget about our sweet deal." <laughs> and uh so she hooked us up with tickets she got us tickets and it was a really cool experience um we were kind of like on the upper tier over to the side i think if we got there earlier we might have been on the floor honestly i think we just maybe lollygagged that day <laughs> and got there late but uh it would have been cool so we were standing outside after the show by the velvet ropes where everybody was go coming out of the building uh, into and going into their cars, their black cars, to go to the after party, I presume. And we saw like Horatio Sands, and uh, this is at Saturday Night Live in Manhattan. And we saw Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if you heard of that guy. He's one of the late night white Jimmys, but he's he he was there. He was he was very affected. He was oh yeah okay, cool yeah, oh, hey yeah everybody oh hi yeah it's great <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah. Uh, so he was doing that and. Uh, who else did we see? Was Will Farrell? I think Will Farrell was there. Yeah, I think he walked out real weird. When Horatio Sands came out, this is a nice little nugget I remember. He had a disposable camera and he was taking pictures of everybody when he was coming. He was like, <laughs> and he was like taking pictures of everyone else that were taking pictures of him, which is funny. And with a disposable camera because, you know, 
the budget of SNL, I guess. And then Tina Fey came right over to us because she saw that we were... This is what I think. This is my theory, Penny, because we were holding the tickets still in our hands, they were, and they were white tickets. So I think she spotted that because from one genius to another, Tina Fey being the other genius, uh, uh, Tina Fey said... Hmm. She came right over to us. She's like, so who do you know in the cast? And we were like, uh, well, and then we told her the story I just told you. And she was like, oh, that's cool. That's great. You know, welcome. Cool. She was really sweet. She was nice. Um, she was there with her, I guess, future husband and also the composer for 30 Rock for the score. I texted you a related picture just now. If you have your phone handy, oh, everybody, I'm going to drop this in the, oh, there it is. I don't know if you can see. It's a signed ticket. Look at that. It says Tina Fey. This corroborates my story. Uh, <laughs> it says Air. I guess they spelled my name wrong. Wait, no, Air. That's the show. That was, instead of the dress, it's Air. Yeah. From Rachel Dratch. Number of tickets, two. Yeah, so, so the cast members give these tickets out. To, I guess, friends and family. Yes. Thank you, Penny. I'm going to put this in the Discord so everybody could see it. Um, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Dropping it in the main channel. Uh, maybe the cool story channel. No, show and tell. It's going in show and tell. Select more photos, of course. Um, give me a second. There you go. Everybody now can see our signed ticket. I, I I partially claim, I claim maybe this quarter of it, but that's awesome. It says Tina Fey and Will Ferrell? Is that Will Ferrell? <laughs> can anybody, who is that? My sister is funny. Photoshopped, yes. This is totally Photoshopped. While I was telling the story, Penny was quickly drawing it up on her computer. Um, very cool story. Corroborated. See, I ain't lying. These are all true stories. <laughs> yes, Will Ferrell. Well, yeah. So uh, there you go. That's amazing. There it is. There it is, everybody. Show and tell. Tuna Fey, Will Ferrell. Tuna Fey. And Wild Fowl and Rachel Dratch. Oh, wait, let me do this. Uh, so, had we not gotten that sweet deal, uh, we probably would have been, uh, <laughs> you know, wait, here, let me do it. Let me, let me, let me, give me a second. I need absolute silence. Um, you know, we went to Manhattan, but. Uh, a lot of every year, like 30 people are hit and killed by taxi cabs. In Manhattan. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Rachel Dratch. Thank you for that. I uh, have a, I have a talking Debbie Downer on my bed. <laughs> you do? Yes. I have a talking Debbie Downer, but, um, you know, she is a choking hazard. I just wanted uh, to say, like, your story, which was wonderful. Um, 
our story, me and Penny's story, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yours can be plural. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was remembering 10 years ago, uh, Memorial Day weekend, I went to, my mom sent me to Chicago on a belated birthday trip, and we went to, I went to Second City, my best friend, and ended up seeing A.D. Bryant in one of her last shows. She is wonderful. She, they were, the, the show went an hour scheduled because they were quote-unquote workshop material. I wanted Basically, to see A.D. Bryant, but the show was, t- took, was an hour delayed. <laughs> I'm trying to do a full, full uh, representation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're trying to go full Bob up. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. You saw so you saw eighty no, Bryant, but no. it was that was it. Yeah, uh, and they were uh, the show went an hour past it. Like they were just like oh. spitballing oh, and improv. Yeah, improving with the audience. She pulled up a chair and started going back and forth. That's awesome. So, and then I, like, we left saying, like, she's going to, we're going to see her or something. And then, like, a month later, uh, the news came out that she was hired. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually... um... But in order to hire her, they they had to fire someone else. <laughs> that didn't work as well. <laughs> I'm having too many too many phones. Uh, like, I mean, what else can you give somebody who went to high school as Megan McCain? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to vary it up, you know. It's you really did. Yeah. Um. She really did. She went to high school with Megan McCain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. I know. <sighs> it's frustrating. I think a lot of people like to adhere to uh, to their team, their party, at the sacrifice of I don't know logic and common sense and compassion and that's unfortunate so i find people like megan mccain is she for this supreme court situation going on right now do you think or no probably i don't know she's too busy fighting with people and apparently her latest book only sold like 250 copies 250,000 so, copies? No, no, 250. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I'm not going to laugh because that's 250 more than <laughs> I, I sold. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thank you for not buying her, her book, most people. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she has to say, but from After, what I've seen on The View, it's not, so not that she, great. She got, but she quote unquote quit from there. Mm. 
She quit. I'm just trying to think of a Debbie Downer situation. Uh, but, you know, most people uh, suffer from toxoplasmosis. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's a good gag. You know, that's my, well, it's one of my favorite sketches ever because it's just, there's no chance that the cast is going to keep it together when it happens, whenever that happens. Because it's just like, we all know the Debbie Downer in the situation. We all know that person. Um, you know, <laughs> it's too fun, right? It's too fun. Um, but, you know. That's that's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. It's one day at a time. I'm here again, like I said, uh, in support of my team, my personal team, my family. Um, you know, there is uh, the miracle of modern technology, I think, will help fix this situation because, you know, you want the people in your life to be around forever. And, uh, you, you, got, you, you know, sometimes a person, they give you life and you say, oh, hey, you gave me life. Let me help you out. Because, you know, that's part of it, right? So um, that is what I'm doing here, helping out uh, in every way I can, and which is mostly laughing and cleaning and, and, and driving. Well, not, not cleaning yet, but uh, <laughs> driving and, and making uh, people laugh, which, uh, which hopefully I did today for, with you. I hope that you guys giggled chuckled had a accidentally learned something maybe i call this words of wisdom but with a d-u-m-b at the end because uh my favorite type of comedy not only is it funny but uh you know i love comedy when it's funny but my favorite kind of comedy is when it's stupid but clever <laughs> dumb and broad but also cutting um, at the same time, it's a, it's, it's a delicate, it's a, the, this finesse, I hope to that also, it's like, you know, wielding, a wielding a sledgehammer with finesse. Let's say that. <laughs> Slut ever. What are you being there? Mission accomplished. Laughter achieved. Uh, awesome. Delicate awesome. Ah. De delicate absurdist. I, I'm an absurdist. This is this is my approach to life and philosophy, and uh, generally absurdism is um is my favorite thing. You know why? Because elephants. Says, let's see. Blurred words says mission accomplished. Like, well, I'm glad blurred words, and thank you for teaching our youth how to count. As a math teacher, we can always count on you. Thank you very much. I said that aloud. It's a stream of consciousness. I'll say whatever comes to mind, and that's what unfortunately did um but uh i always appreciate your support blurred words and new orleans nolens Killeen, thank you so much for chatting with me i always like talking to you and uh hearing what's going on in your world in south bend you're our resident representative for you know you represent the representative of the representatives of south bend thank you and veronica forte thank you um congratulations to my niece because she had communion the other day, I forget which C is this, this christening, communion, and confirmation, and Christ, 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 Christ. Uh, but no, my niece had her communion, uh, and it was a yeah. So she's like halfway to the confirmation level. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's 
that one might be like the water level in Sonic the Hedgehog. It might be frustrating, but she's going to achieve that. She was very delighted. She was so cute. She was having a, a nice time, and, and her her other Nana made a, a nice little speech, which was very nice and, and supportive. It was cute. It was a cute and adorable time. Thank you for inviting the cool uncle. <laughs> Sorry. All right. The cool uncles, or I'll say, all right? Fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm both of them. No, kidding. Uh, but not really. But yes, I am. But also, I'm not. <laughs> but yes, I'm not. Uh, I think Ricky's probably, brother Ricky's probably like way cooler than me. He's uh, He's got way more friends for sure. But you know what? I do care, care about the friends I have. And you are one of them. You are all of them. You are some of them. The favorite, the favorite uncle, yeah. See, I show up and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm cool for like 20 minutes and then I'm going to leave. Can't ruin my image. Can never ruin this image of cool. Hey, I'm the cool uncle. And then I'm gone. Like that. It's too bright. A little washed out. Um, so that's it. I'm going to go... Uh, probably eat some bagels and or pizza which is what you do here on long island is it's uh it is an institution and and if there's any place i belong it's in an institution what's that colleen i lost you she'll be back well i'll be back tomorrow here on aristotle full throttle Thank you, Ange. It's pizza for you, a pizza for me, a pizza on uh, my shoe, or, and pizza in a tree. Who am I, Adam Sandler now? Do it. Do it for all of us who can't have good bagels and pizza. Listen, I'm doing my part. I'm doing more than my part, Penny. Sit. I am eating. When I'm here, I do eat for as much as I can because when I go back to L.A., I'm like, I want to be sick of it by the time I go back to L.A. <laughs> Uh, it is, it's just too good here. And I say this every time, I believe that LA has reconstructed pizza only from photos. I'm not sure they've ever had it. I think that they've only looked at, it's like an alien that has created a facsimile. (sighs) I don't know if you've seen those movies or storylines where, where they like an environment is reconstructed for humans to reside in and there's always like something off and the humans are like, this is weird. That's LA pizza. There's something wrong with this pizza. It was reconstructed from cardboard. They took, they took a magazine photo of pizza and turned literally that paper cardboard into an inedible object invariably uh well i'm all tapped out that's all i've got that's all i've got today hopefully we can uh deconstruct the patriarchy tomorrow um working on that doing my part like can't we just all get along can't we just all be people i I would like that i'd like to say this about uh and then i'll go my mom's is a uh uh raised me in a situation that did not genderize things as much as the world is genderized 
as much as our society is a patriarchy is, is ruled by dudes. Uh, and, and I value that because it has brought me a lot of, um, appreciation and insight. Uh, and, and just my natural tendency is to just relate to people as people. And I don't see color. I don't see gender. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I do, but I don't see the, uh, I don't see, um, one is better than the other. Um, I understand the value of, of all folks that they can bring uh, the value that people can bring to the table individually and, you know, collectively. I always find it funny when people say the African-American community personally, cause I'm always like the African-American community. Do I, do I get like, do I get a membership or like, is is like the YMCA? Is there a community center? The African-American community center, you know, you go there, I guess I could only get a month, a half a half a month's pass. So yeah, shout out to moms. Uh, Shout out to all your moms for, you know, belated Mother's Day. And uh, be safe, be cool, don't go changing. That's a shout out to Billy Joel's birthday yesterday. Don't go changing, try to please me. It was a fun... You get a membership, but that's probably a conversation for the another show. Yeah, yeah that's right, Angie. You know my 45-minute outros. Well, that's it. I did it. You did it. Thank you for joining me in the basement of my parents' house <laughs> where there's a beautiful Christmas tree all year long to, to marvel at. And I'm sorry that I keep going out of focus. I have to reset the focus point on my camera. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.